And welcome back to another episode of the Blackwatch Report. I'm your host, Thorn Rain. With me this evening, as always, my co-host, Mr. Kyle Wynn. How are you doing this evening, sir? Pretty good. Uh, deep within the uh, James Bond movie marathon now. I've been watching with my friends, so that's been Man, an you, adventure. You, you hit Marvel, was it, not too yep. long ago? Yep. Now you're doing James Bond. Now are we talking, yep. like, are you going back to, like, the... Oh, we started with 70s. Dr. No, and, oh yeah, we went, yeah, Dr. No in, like, the early 60s, and now we're up to 74, I think, with uh, Man with the Golden Guns. Uh, we're we're going all the way through chronologically. It's uh, It's been fun. So, been doing that lately. Yeah. But, yeah. You been? Yeah. Um, got back into Apex a little bit. Been playing Hearthstone, kind of digging the new expansion. Uh, not so much the expansion, but uh, the new game mode. Really fun. But other than that, man, just kind of gearing up for the holidays. Waiting to see what happens. I've been struggling to find Christmas gifts because everybody is buying up computer parts currently. And... Uh yeah. There's no video cards anyway. It's really irritating me. I had a big issue with Office Depot. Found <laughs> one website that had video cards. It was Office Depot. I get on there, it says two left. I buy one. I get a confirmation. The day that it said that it was supposed to arrive nothing shows up so i check the the shipping info and it says your order has been canceled mother God. heifers i was <laughs> was very disappointed um that's the worst dude but uh this is not a christmas buying uh show <laughs> figuring Strategy out podcast yeah, <laughs> figuring Where you out the go gifts is you don't want to do amazon the the everyone's going to amazon. you go to Diddy's discounts pick up an old playstation 4 repaint it Make it look like a PS5. <laughs> Trade oh. that for a real PS5. I, I, what was it? Somebody like put two notebooks and a PlayStation 2 together. It was like white notebooks <laughs> with a PlayStation 2 in the middle. And they're like, just got my PlayStation <laughs> 5. This is pretty good. But that's pretty good. Let's roll down into this news here. News brought to you by our Patreons. Head over to patreon.com. Slash Blackwatch Port. Sign up at the $2 level. You can sponsor the news. This week's sponsor is Mr. Thugly. Thank you so much for your patronage. Kyle, take us away on this little bit of scene news that we got here. So our other uh, significant uh, patron, Shrugoff, uh, told us recently that and there's zero evidence beyond that's just what Shrug heard from, I think, somewhere else. Uh, apparently, Cucumber, the... Uh, off tank for American Tornado is uh, Kaluj or Hagan. Don't know whether that's a definitive truth, but it sounds practical enough to where I'd believe it. I don't think they have any info still on Liquipedia as to who they are. No, yeah, no, it's on Liquipedia now. Oh, then, it, then it is official. It's official. It's on Liquipedia. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of to be expected. Like they've been playing together on basically every team that uh uh ba 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 shape slash frill slash whichever name you want to go by. Um 
And they're just kind of one of those duos. But second bit of scene news here. We're quickly coming up to the end of the uh, Gauntlet Open Bracket Qualifier sign-up. Those are going to end for uh, NA and EMEA on 11-26. So you got about three days to get your sign-up, figure out your team. Um, I know Shrug's been tearing through GGNA. So uh, maybe we get to see a little bit of Shrug's team playing in this. But... um, I think they're taking in two. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll talk about gauntlet stuff a little bit later. So let's uh, let's get down into these roster moves. We got it quite a bit this week. Oh, getting no audio from Kyle. So I'm gonna actually jump in and I'm gonna take this one because this is something that I actually called. Oh no! There we oh, go. there we go. Okay. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, the, I'll give it to Kyle. Yeah, this is the one that you called, but we didn't want to happen. Yeah. We knew it would, but this we so in our hearts we wanted him to go somewhere else. Uh, and that's Boston Uprising calling up. I'm 37 from Uprising Academy on loan to WGS. But uh, yeah, it sucks to see. I mean, it's good to see him go to Overwatch League again. He's yep. a great player, absolutely deserves it. But playing on Boston is going to be a bit rough. Uh, they don't look to be turning around and building a quality roster. They look to still be like, okay, well, who can we get for $50,000? Yep. Um, Very that's kind of what they're doing. So. It's a shame. I mean, best case scenario, I am 37, sticks out on Boston, and another team offers Boston a much larger amount of money to buy his contract, and they pay him a little bit better, so. Um, next bit of news here, Hurricane Assistant Coach Commander X being called up to the Spitfire. Shocker. Uh, yeah. Not anything that we weren't expecting. We were expecting most of the, the coaching staff to come up. Still no news on players yet, but again, we're expecting the players to get called up, possibly uh, with announcements after Gauntlet. Chances are... They've already agreed to some sort of uh, contract agreement, maybe two-way status. I don't know how exactly that works for the gauntlet right now, but um, I would assume that they want to stick together since they had one of the most dominant years. And, I mean, there's no rush in announcing if you're already the academy team for the Overwatch League team you're going to be playing for. So, yeah, and then I think with that, um, the other interesting thing is we didn't see Fisher called up as well. And, and it is very likely due to the fact that he had only been with the team for like a couple of months and he had previously just been a player. And so he doesn't really have a ton of head coaching experience. And so they did bring in, I believe, Reprise as the new head coach of the uh, London Spitfire. Uh, yes. And then Commander X is being brought up as the assistant. So it, it kind of makes sense that both of the, the two coaches of the Spitfire, the most experienced ones, um, giving Fisher chance to kind of perfect the coaching game. Um, it is risky to bring up a coach with, I mean, a former player now coach with like less than a year of coaching experience up to lead the, you know, now rebuilding London Spitfire. So I, it's, it sucks to see for Fisher's sake, but it, I guess it makes sense. And very likely he's like, listen, like, I don't want to go up there and make a fool out of myself. Like I, I'm still, let me figure this out. <laughs> um, and after what had happened recently, like maybe there's some things to iron out um, with the roster still. 
moving into uh, some China and Korean player news, we've got Charge making two signings. One, Kay Lee from Billy Billy, uh, which was the Guangzhou... Or no, it's the Hangzhou Academy team. Hangzhou, yeah. And then Choice won the DPS from Element Mystic, uh, both getting picked up to round out the Charge's new DPS line. The little bit we got to watch of Choice won looked pretty good. Yeah. Kind of digging that for the charge. They just kind of wholesaled off, let go of a, a big chunk of their most of their roster. <laughs> their roster, you know, m- m- all of the uh, uh, English speaking players, I believe, have been let go. So um, we've got a little bit of news today about the way the league is going. So it's pretty safe to say that some of these Asian uh, Korean teams. Probably not picking up too much NA talent because it looks like we're going to be doing the two-region split again. So We've got Atlanta Rain signing Pelican from uh, O2 Blast. Uh, I believe he was one of the ones that stuck out in the matches that we spoke that we watched. I mean, both uh, O2 had really good DPS line in Proper and Pelican, but Proper is still, I believe, too young, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. but... Uh, it is what it is. But yeah, Pelican, I think a lot of people are agreeing he's going to be like a pretty solid um, DPS pickup for him. Really can kind of play everything and hopefully will just be utilized better than they utilized Erster, who is also an incredibly talented DPS player, but they only played him in at weird spots. I don't yep. know, dude. <laughs> and completely disappeared there towards the end of the season. Yep. Uh, then another bit of sad news. I think he had only been out of retirement for like... Less than a season, like, uh, and that's facility. Yeah, it was who like his announced retirement. Maybe one season. I think it was just this contenders month, basically. He played from July, so he uh, at the very end of July, and then so he played about four months from July to November. Uh, after taking uh, only only two months, so he had. I mean, he really does a very quick retirement. Uh, unfortunate to see but like i think this could be one of those like okay maybe i'll come back like ah no i was right to retire in the first place now he's probably out now like i think that this is the now official okay i'm i'm out i'm done we're good now retirement so unfortunate to see he's an incredibly skilled player but um if he didn't have a good performance his last couple of months on the last couple of teams uh it's not meant to be i guess and then we've got the Spark signing, oh man, Legie? Legie? I it's just Liege. Liege? I don't know. Yeah, we'll go with Liege. I like that. Uh, Tank coming over from the uh, Sh- uh, yeah, Shanghai team Dragons CC. Academy team, Team CC. And then MCD coming over from Element Mystic-ish. Like, we still don't really know what's going on with former Element Mystic. Because it's weird. But uh, I'm digging the MCD pickup for the Spark. Solid player. Not too bad. And then more. This is just an infinite pickups here. We've got uh, Toronto Defiant picking up a tank line as well from Contenders. I like this. They're grabbing Aztec from WGS and Ansoon J from Element Mystic. Aztec being the flex, Ansoon J being the main support. Uh, both were pretty good. I don't think that. Like we mentioned last couple of weeks, we don't have any like alarm caliber pickups, but 
I think both of these were probably some of the best in their region, honestly. So, I mean, Toronto's probably going to be better than they were last year, definitively. Um, I mean, they're not going to likely make like a huge roster with these players, but I, I think these both these players have the potential to like pop off and be like, oh, wow, these guys are pretty good, you know. And outside of Logics and Beast, they're basically all Korean. Yeah. To build I mean, a full hybrid roster with um, Sato. Rush is the new Bisu, head coach, I believe. Yeah, right? Rush, Rush is the new head coach. Yeah, like, I'm going to dig in what Toronto's doing. Been a Toronto fan. I like this a lot. Um, here's a weird one. McGravy and Gig going down to Revival. And we'll kind of talk about how that played out. But uh, really interesting to see McGravy not picked up, even as, like, potential backup somewhere. Like, it seems a little strange that outside of his abilities in-game, he's also just a social media powerhouse for any team that he goes on. But, like... I felt like he played good enough, like, that Valiant roster wasn't terrible, as terrible as people thought they were going to be. They turned around, they had some good games, and I thought McGravy was one of the, like, more better parts of the, the roster, so, I don't know. Yeah. Weird. It is tricky. I, like, I'm curious as to whether or not the new pickup is uh, equal or better. Um, It's really hard to pay attention to absolutely every single... um player in every single region because they picked up adam from australia which actually that's uh, i just spoiled a uh, uh, news number 11 here so eh, whatever uh in that place but like i'm wondering if yeah it, it felt weird that gravy got dropped in the first place and then also now that they went to revival uh we'll break this down as well but it wasn't to the best of performances either unfortunately And then, oh, yeah, uh, I had to pull this up because it's a whole separate roster. So Chengdu Hunters are uh, reestablishing a new academy team. I think they had an academy team and then it fizzled out or they didn't have one and they are now creating one. Um, but Team Chaser is a new academy team. They're pulling in lots of talent and then sending players down as two ways. Um, so they've got Aprita, Tarot Cookie, Late Young, who is a two way. X-Ray Kyo, who is not a two-way, is just an academy player, was on the main roster. Lengsa, who I think also was, uh, also not two-wayed. Mamok added, and then Veltal is a two-way as well. And then uh, former player for them as well, Yang Zhaolong, is also their head coach. So a lot of former uh, Chengdu players getting pushed back down to academy level. Some of them two-wayed, some of them not, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the big shuffle. Uh, and then Carrie-Ann coming from uh, Florida Mayhem, moving over to O2 Blast um, along with Undyne uh, from Element Mystic going in as the new coach for O2 Blast. A lot of, uh, again, members from O2 getting signed having to fill those spots, so uh, taking care of the coaching, and I believe Carrie Ann's going over as 
the tank. He's not going over. I believe he's the, the main tank, I yeah. think. Yep. Yeah, so that's a bit of an interesting one. And then, as I mentioned before, um, Adam, the off tank from Australia, there's three Adams that have played in competitive Overwatch in the last couple of years. There was main support Adam from the USA. You've got main tank Adam from Korea. And then you've got off tank Adam from Australia. Off tank Adam from Australia is the one that has joined the LA Valiant um, from Ground Zero Gaming, who I believe won this most recent uh, stint of contenders for there. You could almost make a whole team of Adams. Yes. Scary. I mean, the NA Adam is now not even in yeah. Overwatch anymore. I don't think the Korea Adam is either. I think this is the only remaining Adam, but yeah. It just keeps switching region to region, the the mm -hmm. Adam title. A uh, little bit more news on Chengdu. Chengdu signing Jimmy and Kaneki uh, from Ultra Prime Academy and Team Cat, respectively. Uh, both of these are going to be their new DPS lineup here. Uh, well, don't know if they're starters or anything like that, but uh, Chengdu reaching deep i'd like i don't think i've ever heard of ultra prime academy or team cat I... there's the the china contenders region is i i it's just a lot there's a lot happening there um yeah ultra prime academy was is that the guangzhou academy yeah it's the guangzhou's academy now and then team cat literally forfeit their uh latest contenders games um very little known of them which is interesting they were literally six players two of them retired Kaneki left to Chengdu and there's three players left so it's a, it's a lot of shenanigans happening uh, but yeah it's unfortunately China is one of the reasons we don't have enough time to fully pay attention to we'll try to catch a match here and there and then we'll also be talking uh gauntlet for them in the near future as well yep um next bit of news we've got spilo 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 announcing he will be retiring from competitive overwatch he was currently coaching sheer cold i believe yes um so he is now retiring from that uh i'm not sure where he's going he talked about previously having like a overwatch league um tryout and then having IRL stuff come up and then they like took away his opportunity from him because he was unavailable for those like two days. So that sucks to see. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate. Uh, but he also didn't have incredibly like high successes with other um, teams as well. I think he was uprising Academy phase two drop airs, chicken contendies, like kind of went all over with teams um not the best of successes unfortunately but still a decent coach yep and as we've heard coaches tend to get the lower portion if any portion of the payout so it's not something that's very sustainable for some of these coaches they don't get the assistant or head coaching job in a overwatch league they're basically living on vite ramen and g fuel yep Number 14 here, we got a little bit more news about Revival. Uh, Revival, just today, not too long ago, um, having announced their parting ways with Dynasty and Moser. Um, I thought Dynasty was doing pretty good for him when we watched them. Yeah, Wasn't that's a terrible, 
wasn't well no i'd put him like plenty above average i think most of our talking points about the revival matches we watched were dynasty comments i believe it was a lot of his i think he was the reaper for them if i'm not mistaken uh possibly who else was on the team track yeah i it could happen um one of the things so i'm like i looked at both these players they're both 18 22 we did see they did play in there was the leaked image of the tryouts i think both of them were in the leaked um paris tryout i think it was so maybe they are Overwatch League caliber, but maybe on like a budget or team could be going to Vancouver, could be going to Boston even, could be, or I guess Boston's almost locked in on their roster, could be going to Paris if they're going full budget now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they're out-out. It's, I mean, both of them looked to be fine, I thought. Uh, yeah. I didn't think that they were obviously like the... World beaters. Yeah, but they also weren't like bringing the team down. So yeah. I, like that's why I'm like surprised. Like if they're gone, maybe it's not just because they weren't weren't good enough. Maybe it was because they ended up getting picked up to a team and it just has yet to be announced. I don't know. There's still a lot of announcements to be made for Overwatch League, so a, a lot of stuff up in the air. Um, but speaking of up in the air, or I guess not, but weird stuff with Ping. So... Uh, Phase two have announced their roster. Six players, four regions. Uh, average ping, 180 milliseconds, I think was the tweet. Uh, from Australia, they've got JCAP as a tank. I believe off tank. Jordasian as DPS. Toxicur from Korea as the other DPS. You've got Doge and Doggo both from... Uh, is that Denmark? The colors got flipped, so I, I, I'm thinking I believe it's Denmark. So. Or Denmark or Norway or one of the, the Norse kind of regions uh, at off tank. No, main tank and flex support and then lep from NA. So that's a wild roster. Phase 2 has always had a lot of European representation, which is interesting. Uh, but now they brought in the Australian players, who I think someone mentions might be in NA. Maybe not. Yeah. It's a different team that's in an A. Again, our inside source to uh teams talking in private discords. No, I'm playing. Um yeah. it was mentioned in our Discord that Jordation and J Cap, and I wanna say Doge. It's one of the dog names. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. Doge or Doggo. But one of them were all playing in NA. They were actually stateside. So it looks like possibly four of the six are going to be in NA. Hopefully. Yeah. It is always brutal, though, because you've got... If you're an East Coast team with an EU player, it's okay-ish. Or if you're a West Coast team with a Korean player, it's usually okay-ish. But they have literally like the three corners of the world being represented by the Americas, Asia, and Europe. That is literally a Bermuda Triangle of crappy internet. So, yeah, and that's going to be rough. Because if you if you get East servers in your contenders matches, and you have Toxer 
playing from Korea. Well, there goes 250, 300 ping yeah. possibly. Yeah. And then vice versa for whoever's in EU if you get a West Coast server. Like, it's just, it could be all bad here. Um, yeah. Man, we mentioned Chengdu a lot. Chengdu did They are a doing ton, a lot, man. Announcing a lot. Uh, this last bit of news here that we got is a Chengdu Hunters bit and Nisha support coming over from Billy Billy Gaming. Um, I think that should just about fill out the Chengdu roster. I think we might one, have two, the full three, four, roster. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They have a full. That's a big yeah, roster. That's four DPS, three supports, three tanks. That is plenty. Yep. Uh, so th that might be the last bit of news that we see. They might fill out those last two spots and put in some more two ways. Um, but it's man, Chengdu went all in, created a new academy team, signed a bunch of players. So uh, good on you, Chengdu. I think you're one of the the few teams that have like went out and did. Everything and has announced everything. We still have teams that have only announced have, their what, drops. One or two players. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's literally a team that has, New I believe, York is one. Just Jonak. Yeah. It's Jonak versus the world here. Yep. All he's right. good, but I don't think he's that good. Yeah. Uh, so, so, for this next bit, looking at the fact that we've been live for 30 minutes already. I'm thinking we don't cut it, but I think at least for this first match, we can kind of summarize it in Stomped. in one name, one name specifically. So, uh, well, we actually we actually don't even have the results of the match. We should do that. Oh god, we're all over the place today. Oh gosh, it's all it's all gone sideways. Okay, real quick, breaking down November. Um, Odyssey takes down Noble 2-0. Susano takes down Uprising 2-1. Tornado takes out Drifters 2-0. Revival take down Square 1. Um, Drifters kick out Square 1. Noble kicks out Uprising. Uprising and Drift Square 1. Back to um, Trials, I believe. Um, Susano takes out Odyssey. And Tornado takes out Revival. And then Odyssey seal the deal for Drifters. And Noble seal the deal for Revival as well. Odyssey and Noble face off in the lower bracket round three, where Odyssey takes them out. Um, and then in the upper bracket finals, we've got Susano and American Tornado, which is a 3-0 for Tornado. Um, we have notes on this, but all of my notes are relatively revolving around Speedily and his Echo being heckin' good. Yep, uh, it's crazy how good he is. <laughs> uh, but he's also too young. He's also, I think... 17 16 maybe even 15 could be he's a absolute child uh let me look this up <laughs> yeah he's 16 he was born 2004 so we've got a year and a half and at least until he's able to play so um yeah like he's a phenomenal player and then uh that's that matchup Lower brackets, Odyssey and Susano face off. Uh, you watched this one mentioned it was a sloppy game. It was like as soon as we discussed that we were going to add the British Hurricane matchup because of the way that that went, I instantly was like, don't even watch the lower bracket because it's like watching a 
plat comp game. Um, it was rough. It like horribly timed alts, like half team fights. Like some of the team fights would go on forever because, like, usually that's pretty exciting to watch because it's like, oh, they're jockeying for position. Like, oh, they got this one low. They backed out. Good coordination. No, this was just literally they would peek around the corners and poke at each other forever and no one would die. And then finally they would engage and then the fight would, you know, end in one of the two favors. But it was just, it was it was horrible to watch. It was just rough. But I do have to give it to Sasano because even though they didn't make it into the finals, they put up a better showing against American Tornado than Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey got clapped, dude. It was rough. Uh, grand finals of November uh, contenders. 3-0. Odyssey did not score a single point. At a point. They Nothing. got 2 0 on Li Zhang, 3 0 Blizzard World, 3 0 Rialto. Absolutely rolled. Um, my notes I have on this one uh, Speedily and OG combining together again. So mm-hmm. I mentioned Speedily last matchup, but I think OG looks uh, kind of as a standout this latest matchup. Again, another incredibly young player. Um, I mean, OG and Speedway have been, been together since XL2, like a, almost a year and a half ago. Yeah. I think. Um, even longer. But both absolutely incredible players. Both uh, really just need to wait because they can't be signed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing in particular I wanted to note was super interesting on Rialto especially, but I think it also happened on Blizzard World um cucumber and speedily swapping out on the gravitic fluxes so first off speedily would use his duplicate uh duplicate the enemy sigma build up a gravitic flux um and then force out the immortality field and if possibly sometimes a trance or other big key abilities uh and then cucumber would just follow it up right after once the cooldown went down for or uh, uh, once the cooldown started for the immortality field and then then he got a full value one so um it's literally like facing against two sigmas in in the old fights and and i mean that's the key thing that will really stop a gravitic flux is the uh the lamp or the beat or the trance and so they were able to kind of counter all of that uh by just doing it again so good play from them and the crazy thing is is in both of the matches that i watched american tornado play odyssey and susano um Speedily was the better Sigma than the Sigma on those other teams. And he was playing Echo. Yeah. Like, it was it was rough. Speedily was getting high-value uh, Graviton Fluxes. Like, crazy stuns with the Rock. I think one of the fights against Suzano, he built two Fluxes in, like, one alt charge. Like, this kid's insane. And then- you have a note here about the Genji too. Malfo oh was God! On the, he was on the Genji. Did not get value. This was Blizzard World where Odyssey got full health. Switched, Malfo was subbed in here to Genji after I forget who he was. I think he was on the the May. He, I can't. Remember. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't start on the Genji. He switched to Genji to try to counter, and then ended handing American Tornado this absolute gem. It was, I wish, this is this is the thing I wish YouTube had clips for, because, yeah. good grief, speedily did them 
Disgusting. <laughs> it like he they were all locked in the little room behind the first point. Um, kind of between the first and the second point, there's that little room, the tiny Overwatch room, as it's been dubbed. Um, and he's like kind of in trouble. Uses the duplicate to kind of escape, get himself a second life. Also builds the blade, and then gets a 4K and just another fight one based off of one good ultimate from him. Um, it's just absolutely a sick play. Um, and there's then, no reason he should have lived. <laughs> None. Yeah. And so Tornado kind of just rolled through. This last run, uh, they lost a map to Revival. That was it. Yep. The only map they lost was one. They lost uh, Rialto, 3-2, and they drew Temple of Anubis. So that was a interesting matchup. Um, but then this one was a weird storyline. So I caught actually the... First time these two teams matched up, this is uh, the EU winners finals, which was Obey Alliance and British Hurricane. And then they faced off against in the uh, grand finals again. So British Hurricane went down two maps after drawing Blizzard World. So they lost Lijing Tower to Blizzard World, lost Route 66. They were like full held on Route 66. Um, it got super sketchy. And then they're like, I saw the tweets and it was like, noon my time or like one or two o'clock i'm like oh i can actually watch this one so i hopped on i'm like oh it's down to two but they've brought it back before sure enough they brought it back temple of anubis they rolled them uh 1-0 oasis uh 2-1 them ilios 2-1 them as well um brought it back reverse sweeps that's what british hurricane does then obey goes down into the lower bracket Hits the 3-2 against Sheer Cold. Comes back into the Grand Finals. And this is where it gets shenanigan-y. Uh, same thing happens again. They go down 0-2. Except it all goes down to Rialto. And they get a good hold on the end of first. Uh, No, wait, where is it? Oh, yeah, when they're over the bridge, which is a really hard place to retake if you're attacking. Uh, if you have the payload on the other side of the bridge and the defenders are by the payload and you have to cross the bridge every time, it is tough. Um, but it looks fine, and then they flip sides. They have to attack, and they just cannot get it. Can't do it. it um, couple notes here. Lethal brought... A lot of silly heroes played Bastion on, I think, every single map for a minute at mm -hmm. least. Swapped off on Li Zhang. Was it Li Zhang? Or was it? I feel like they played the. I feel like they played on Ilios. Yeah, they definitely played on Ilios. Yep. Um, didn't work out super well. Oh, there's one moment in particular on Ilios. Chow on Ruins hit like the one-two combo where Helve was frozen and going to get earth shatters or earth shattered. Chow hits the experimental barrier right in front of the shatter from Hattie, blocks it, saves Helve's life, gets a gravitic flux, gets one, gets another kill and gets two. Um, and then that was the final fight and that gets them the first map 2-0. So... Chow was popping off this matchup in particular. Uh, Lethal was doing pretty good. Admiral Raptor looked pretty good as well. Got like a lot of interesting picks um, when the fight was kind of 
uh, neutral and it was kind of just people running into each other a bunch of times over and over using abilities. No one was making mistakes. Admiral Raptor brought out like the first mistake or forced out the first mistake often for British Hurricane, got like an early pick. Um, so that was it interesting as well as Ripa playing Lucio for most of Hollywood also felt weird. So there were some weird shenanigans afoot in a lot of these matchups as well as it seemed um naga had himself a pretty good game as well on the echo yeah naga was basically consistent all the way through um looked good on the echo um he had a really clean 2k pulse bomb uh basically to close out lighthouse it was him and oh man there might have been one other member of obey on the point uh naga lands the pulse bomb on um I can't remember if it was, I think it was Ripa playing the uh, Brig. Lands it on the Brig, takes her out, uh, I believe got the tank, and then was able to secure the point. They were at 99, literally just needed to flip it. Takes the point away, gets that first point um, for Obey Alliance on Ilios. Um, yeah, uh, Ripa had two of his beats on Hollywood, just completely canceled out never even happened um oh uh hollywood point going into point b um helv and chow just coordinate their dives into the back line absolutely delete kellex like <laughs> just instantly diva comes in from like the left monkey comes in from like the direct front and just splats the the mercy <laughs> And then they proceed to just roll through. And I, at that point, I don't think the payload stopped until it was like right at uh, the third point. They just pushed hard. Um, you talked about lethal on the Bastion. Just two things. On their attack, on um, Obey Alliance's attack, he starts off on the Bastion, doesn't jump on the payload and ride it like pirate ship, Flanks around, goes up top because British Hurricane are kind of underneath of that overhang at the that like second corner before it goes into the courtyard before point A. He jumps off, transforms mid-fall, lands, hard focuses the uh, immortality field, and then just starts shredding the front line of British Hurricane. Get the point, run it through. Goes up the side of the hotel, pops his alt, wall jumps over the ledge, and as he's falling, flick shots, blows up Sparker, who's sitting up on the high ground, and then they proceed to roll around the corner. Just, he was playing Bastion like he wasn't a stationary turret. You know, he was like hard flanking on Bastion, and it was amazing to watch. I, I really like Lethal on Bastion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Lethal, we had seen him on some other teams as well, like not doing incredibly well. I think he was on like an Uprising Academy at one point, honestly. It, he uh, was on something NA, wasn't he? Pulling him up now. Yeah, he was, that was where he first came from. Uprising Academy signed in 2019. Um, so this has only been his first year, really. He hasn't even played a full year. Played on Roar, Raspberry, Obey, Oblivion, Raspberry, or Obey again. Um really a sick player and i think we don't have a lot of turkish players here but 
Um, I feel like one more good season and he's probably got a Overwatch League contract. I mean, he could get called up now, but it's a little, I mean, he's a little untested truly, but uh, he's looked pretty good. And Naga, I feel like has also had another um, grand kind of showcase. He played, where did he play recently? He was in NA for a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, he was uh, Team Doge. Doge. After Oblivion. He's been in since 2016, too, dude. Jeez. He was on GOATS. Uh, first gen, second gen, Montreal Rebellion. Yeah, so he played on a, a handful of uh, NA teams, went back to EU. Like, I I personally enjoy watching Naga. I think that, like, he's consistent. It's mm. it, You never really see him on a downslope. He either goes really high for a little while, or he stays right at that serviceable, like, level. Like, he never just disappears. He's always in the kill feed. Um, how, how old is he? Oh, he's plenty old, I believe. Oh, yeah, he's uh, 19. Uh, he's 19. Dude, he's been playing since 2016. He's been playing for four years, yeah. man. That is nuts. Definitely uh, would like I to think... see him as a backup somewhere. Getting yeah, a little bit of I feel time like in the get league. A Paris. Yeah. If you're doing if you're doing an EU for both uh, Paris and London, there's a lot of like pretty good players. Like they're not he's not gonna win. He's not gonna win you the Overwatch League, but he's pretty good and he could have a chance to be coached up to a top tier player. Yep. Or a high level player. Um But that's it for the two matches we have really that we wanted to focus on specifically was the as our title announces, uh American Tornado and British Hurricane. Um I think it sucks that we didn't see British Hurricane go the full, what, four months in a row of winning a contender season two. Um, unfortunate, but that's how it goes. Um, American Tornado, not quite as dominant in the region, except in this last matchup, they were pretty strong. Yep. Um, it's, it's interesting, like, as hurricane are starting to dip down a little bit they're not going like completely undefeated in every like i think last month they were literally undefeated in eu like they didn't lose i don't the think map, they dropped think. the map yeah in october was it yeah two oh three oh three oh three oh yeah um this latest map or month they were starting to descend a little bit and it seems like american tornado also started to ascend a little bit so um so that's gonna wrap it up it. We're gonna talk about the gauntlet. Bunch of news here. You, We're getting ready to actually yeah, do you start want to break stuff. down the first kind of rough thing, and then I'll kind of go through like the teams or whatever. Uh, yeah. You want me to go through the uh, rules and the formats and all for just fun? the North American, or are we talking? We want to do the whole. I think I think Europe is the same. Yeah, isn't it? NA and Europe are identical. So okay. The way it's going to work is there's going to be a qualifying tournament, which we talked about. The open qualifier is happening right now. Well, the open qualifier signups are happening right now. And then those matches will start on, I believe, the 28th. Yes, 28th to the 6th of December. Yeah, open bracket qualifiers. Through the 6th for the open bracket. That's where we're going to see... Um, Tier 2, Tier 3 teams that didn't make top contenders. Um, and there's going to be... Uh, 
Now, that is going to be limited to 256 teams. So I, I don't know. I believe in the signups on the ELO Hell, because I believe ELO Hell is running that, um, it said it's going to be based on Team ELO and mm. like past performances. So we're yeah. not we're not going to see like Bob's best players who run open division every season for the spray and never yeah. win a single match. Like we're not going to get that. We're going to get solid teams. Um, then we're going to have a knockout stage for teams made uh, of. November contenders. It's going to be the four finalists, and as well as the four finalists from um, yeah. the Open. The so, yeah. hold on. Let me grab this other thing here, just so I got the exact numbers correct. Uh. So for North America and Europe, there's going to be 12 teams. Um, top eight from uh, contenders are going to be playing alongside of the top four from the open bracket. That was the number that I was looking for. And then there's going to be two show matches after the tournament wraps up where we're going to see the finalists from NA and EU square off and the semi-finalists from NA and EU square off. So we're going to get a first place matchup and a second place matchup. Um, this is where we might get, if Hurricane can turn it around, we'll get the Tornado versus Hurricane matchup. I would love to see that, man. That, that would, would be, be ideal. Script writing for me. <laughs> that would be the greatest possible outcome. Um, but we, we got to wait and see. I'm just glad that we're going to get a little bit of cross-region play and get to kind of see who's better. There's a lot of trash talk that always goes on between NA and EU. Yeah. And then we've got And it, like it's not it's not for all the marbles. It's not like it's on a it's high just ping. Fun. I think they're probably gonna alternate servers each map or something like that. Um yeah. so it could be absolutely shooting again. Like don't take this as a definitive like, oh well, British yeah. Hurricane lost, it means they're trash. Like it's a stupid match. They might yeah. not even play seriously. They might swap roles, who knows? Yeah. This I would hope not. For fun. I would hope they take it seriously, but we'll see. Um, and then the Asia con uh, gauntlet is a bit interesting as well. I looked through this and got confused. So I had to like re go back in and figure out what the heck is happening. Um, the Elpid qualifier had already happened. We got um, some teams from there that moved into now the closed qualifier to where the two teams that didn't make grand finals of Korea. Um, they automatically qualified for the gauntlet for Asia, but then all the remaining top-level teams, like your Element Mystics, your Talons, your BMs, your Blasts, Gen G, Team Diamond, T1, etc., faced off against the top teams from the Open Qualifier, um, like WGS Chick, Gen A, Lucky Punch, Evelyn, and BCP. Literally no one I know on this any of these teams. Um, you have those facing off um, some of the matches have already started uh, a couple days ago. Um, we just saw round two happen, which leads into round three. The way I'm understanding this is you start out with the lowest level teams, I believe. Um, I think minus the top four or five. 
top four teams automatically get a buy into the next round to round three. Uh, the bottom six teams, eight teams. No. How many teams is this? There's 12 teams in front of me. Minus two. <laughs> the bottom eight teams have to face off in a single Elim bracket. Then the top four from there go into a double Elim bracket where all the other teams are already seated. So we have Element Mystic, Talon, O2, Gen G, BM, and Diamond, T1, and Gen A in there. T1 and Gen A start in the lower bracket. And Element Mystic and Talon start second round of the upper bracket. This is a nightmare. Like, this is confusing to see. But I'm pretty sure the top two teams from the winner's bracket and lower bracket, top one from each, top two total from this tournament, then make it to finalize the next two Korean teams for Asia. I got, I got, I got one question. What? Where, where's round one? <laughs> A close qualifier, maybe? Or open qualifier? Maybe it's round one? I it don't goes know, from round two to round three, which... <laughs> Like literally, when Kyle says that this is a nightmare to look at, oh, it says it's okay. Horrible. At the top under format, it says round one open qualifier. So okay, the open qualifier was definitively round one, and then the closed qualifier was rounds two and three. But moving into the main event, you have the two finalists from the uh, closed qualifier, the upper bracket winner and the lower bracket winner, facing off against Flag Gaming Team CC Billy Billy. And Fabulous First Fighter from China, the top four from there. WGS and Runaway from Korea, the top two from there. Plus the next two from the Korean qualifiers. Uh, then A Bang from Overwatch ACE, which is... What does ACE stand for? It's like the Pacific, but not Pacific anymore. I honestly didn't know there was an ACE at all. I thought they killed Pacific. And they added a different region. ACE and then also... Either. Also, you've got Ground Zero Gaming, which is the top from Australia, but now they've had to switch things around because they just lost their off tank. So, yeah, it's a whole confusing shenanigan thing happening. And then you have South America as well. We don't really pay much attention to South do, America because you, they get, at best, one player in Overwatch League per year. You want to talk about their format real quick? Because uh, it's a, if you know it, it go ahead, bro. It's another weird one. So we're doing a dual tournament format here, which uh, games one and two, the winner from game one plays the loser from game two, and vice versa. So then in the next oh. round, the winner of the that second their second match goes to groups while the loot like there's a picture it's so difficult because <laughs> one team gets eliminated one i don't understand like it time. it's 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 so weird because so both both of the winners from games one and two will play each other in a match and both of the losers will play each other whoever loses in the loser round is eliminated the winner goes up to play the loser of the double winner round. And then the winner of that one goes on to the next. Th it's so confusing. Like, why can't we just have, like, a round robin or a single or a double elim bracket? 
Like, no, we got to have this weird format that it makes my brain hurt to look at because there's red and green lines going all over the place on the diagram and it doesn't make any sense. Like it's a I, absolute doozy. I feel sorry for you, South America. I am so sorry that Overwatch is doing this to you. They need to stop. Um, what? Oh, do we actually? We actually didn't drop. We have NA um, Gauntlet participants for the first eight. It's American yes. Tornado, Odyssey, Susano, Noble, Drifters, Revival, Square One, and Uprising Academy. All going to Gauntlet, and then the bottom or the top four from the closed qualifier there as well so let's and then the top four from na um tornado noble Susano, and odyssey all got uh, a bye to the next round so let's talk about one one glaring issue in that top eight uprising academy literally have done nothing nothing and they're playing in the gauntlet. They I... won trials this month. So, you know, being the you... best in trials qualifies you to enter the gauntlet. I, like... I don't know. I, I do miss having the inter-region play of, like, the um, Atlantic showdown where, like, you have truly the top, like, four at best regions from either... Uh, going in like that yeah yeah it's just it just seems so so weird to me that the the event that is supposed to be the culmination of the year for contenders this is the big this is our big event this is our grand finals basically and we have to watch an uprising academy match potentially like Unless they get seated against, well, we know that they're not going to be seated in the first round against American Tornado, uh, American Tornado, Odyssey, Susano. Uh, da, 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 they're facing or probably the first and second from the open qualifier is where I believe they're going to go. So, like, they are seventh and eighth from contenders, which means they're facing off in winner, winners round one. Either the top or the bottom matchup. So they might get the first one. I'll give them the first one. They're going to get the first one. But then they're going to probably face off against another contenders team, which is going to send them to the lower bracket, where they may face another contenders team, and then they're gone. Or they get lucky and they get to face another open team and live a little bit longer in the lower bracket, but like it just it seems like a spot. I'm sorry. Sorry. I know like shouldn't pick on Uprising Academy, but they've literally done nothing. It's like that meme with the stick. Much rather, Do something. Yeah, I'd much rather have seen a top four get a maybe not even top four get a buy. Uh, maybe a six team where you get like the top two get buys and then the rest four battle it out. But like I don't know, just having 12 seems like a lot dude um 12 teams in a you get like like i said uprising academy and you're probably gonna need other like really tier two teams facing off against like the top in the region 
Um, it just feels a bit weird to me. Like you literally ha- will have trials level teams facing off against contenders level teams. Mm-hmm. Like with just how many like contenders only has eight normally, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it it's, does give the opportunity for some shenanigans, but um, best case scenario, if a trial team beats and wins this whole tournament, then throw out the system, restart, figure it out again. <laughs> if a trials team comes in here and beats American Tornado at any point, I'll be absolutely stunned. But best case scenario is is Uprising Academy loses twice in a row to open bracket teams and then I can laugh at them even more because that's just the way Boston be. But that is basically the end of the show. So Kyle, where are they finding you at on the internet? You can find me uh, at Twitter. Actually, you can find me at two places now. Uh, I have actually joined a mod team. Oh, not TikTok. Oh, I wish. <laughs> you wish. The world wishes. You don't. You don't want me on that. I would take it. Oh, no, I would not. Uh, but I joined a the Sim Settlements Two team for Fallout Four. So I'm making Fallout Four mods with some people, which is cool. And it's like cool. a pretty popular mod, which is crazy. Like it's it's it got called out by uh by Bethesda recently, and then like not called out, but like shout out by them. Um. So I'm going to be doing some sound effects there. So if anyone plays Fallout and you get into modding, some settlements too, bro. That's me now. I'm, I'm hopping up on the sounds. Uh, and then Twitter, Kyle the Winner. That's where you can find me doing that as well. Uh, yeah, it should be a fun, fun time. Um, you can find me over on Twitter at ThornRain. Uh, when I do do some streaming, I do it right here on this channel, which actually... We're, I don't know, semi-confirmed, like, we're still talking about it, but there's a chance that me, Kyle, and my kid are going to do a for-fun Apex tournament. Um, It's nothing crazy, like, where we got to play in, like, brackets. We literally just play the play Apex thing, and we submit our four best games. But if we do end up doing it, I think I'm going to stream it just so I have like, fun, record yeah. and we can just just trash talk and have a good time. So uh, <laughs> keep an eye out on that. That is starting next week. It like runs for a week. You just play games whenever you want. But um, so I'll probably I'll probably try to stream that and uh, just have a, a record of our shenanigans. But if you are an audio listener, head over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Blackwatch Report. Hit that follow button. We'll give you a shout out. If you have Amazon Prime, you've got Twitch Prime. That means you can hit the subscribe button because we are affiliates. Help out the show that way. Completely free. Or you can go over to wherever you're listening to us at. Leave us a review. One star, five star. We read all of them. We do appreciate all of the, the reviews. Um, haven't gotten any in a while. I got to double check. I was told that we were going to be getting one. Uh, we might have a review for our next show. But you can find the show. Over on Twitter at Blackwatch Report. No, own that report. Email the show, blackwatchreport at gmail.com. And follow the show right here on that Twitch channel I was talking about, twitch.tv slash blackwatchreport. We record live Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern. Typically, unless Contenders is going on and then they screw up our schedule. Uh, if, if it's a Contenders week, we do Mondays. Um, 
Intro music, original piece by our own Mr. Kyle Wynn. This has been a High Noon production. You can find all of our shows over at highnoonpodcast.com and come and chat with all of the hosts on the Discord at discord.me slash highnoonpodcast. And with that, Blackwatch out. <laughs>